Could you please turn your Bible to 2 Timothy? 2 Timothy chapter 2. If you do not have a tangible Bible, you have a phone. So on your phone, you could, if my mic keep going, keep goes in and out, just hand me another one. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Then we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, and 1 Corinthians chapter 13, one verse, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, and 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. I'm excited about giving you this word because one of the things that God has really put on my heart is that a lot of people are frustrated and it's not my fault. A lot of people are agitated because they're not seeing the results and this series is designed to get us to see the results. So our first foundational text that we're going to read, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. If you're there, would you shout, I got it. It says, you... Therefore, might. Nobody's reading the Bible, so I'm going to say it again. You, therefore, might. You, therefore, should. You, therefore, it could happen. No, you, therefore, y'all say it with me, must endure hardship. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ... No one engages in warfare, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier, similar to when you are in a war, they have you live on base. We're taking care of your food. We're taking care of your shelter. We're taking care of your clothing. Why? Because I want you to focus on the warfare. Don't worry about anything else that normal civilians worry about. There's a task that you need to complete. So if you're going to be a good soldier, you must, y'all shout the word endure. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, the writer of Hebrews tells us, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7, it says, love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Uh-oh. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Father, would you bless your word? All of the study means absolutely nothing if you aren't magnified and if you aren't glorified. Use me as your oracle, the PA system, the soundtrack of heaven. We're asking that we have hearts that are receptive so that this will be the year that we have been more spiritually fruitful than we have ever been. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody who agrees with that prayer would just shout in the room, amen. amen. I forgot something, Torrance. I don't know where you are. In my backpack in the visual media booth, I have a little uh, white case. Just bring it to me so I can have it up here for me. 2 Timothy chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. There are three specific segments. Three specific segments through these, 
these passages of Scripture that I would like to abstract and bring to your attention for your consideration as we are navigating part two of our sermon series entitled Planted, that there is something that I would like to bring to your attention. Thank you, Amber. And that is these five profound words, five profound words that can be found in 2 Timothy Chapter 2, verse 3, where the text tells us, you, therefore, must endure. Endure what, pastor? Hardship. You, therefore, endure means to stay put. So stay put when it gets hard. Stay put when it's difficult. Stay put when you don't like it. Y'all not talking to me. Stay put when you're agitated. Stay put when they're getting on your nerves. Therefore, you must stay put when you are experiencing hardness. Why? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 tells us, so that you may receive the promise. Now, we understand from a theological perspective that if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved. And that is a promise so that we can receive the gift of salvation. But there are many more promises interwoven all throughout the fabric of Scripture that just because you confess them doesn't mean you will experience them if you don't have some endurance. It says endure hardness. Why? So that you may receive the promise. And oh yeah, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 7, love never gives up. Love endures every circumstance. So everybody who says that they love Jesus, everybody who says that he's your king, everybody who says that they love Yahweh, then I need you to endure all circumstances. See how quiet it's getting? <laughs> I need for you to endure. Somebody shout endure. endure. Because Jesus told us, this is all groundwork. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, I will give you keys of the kingdom. I spent the whole series on this in 2021 entitled Kingdom Vibes Only. Jesus says, I will give you keys. What is he saying? There are principles that can unlock heaven so that you can live under an, uh, under an open heaven. Or there are principles that if you violate, heaven will be closed to you. So whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And whatever you lock up on earth will be locked up in heaven. What is he saying? The principles that you follow or the principles that you don't are the determining factor if you live under an open heaven or not. And one kingdom key is forgiveness. Forgive your brother. Forgive your sister. Forgive your mama and them. Forgive them. Don't be bitter because if you forgive, you're unlocking a piece of heaven that you can experience here on earth. But if you're bitter, that's locked up to you. And this one kingdom key that we aren't preaching about enough, that is usually omitted from the conversation during all the prophetic words that were given on December 31st. And that kingdom key is the key of endurance. Endurance, your ability to stay put. Endurance is ninth inning faith. Endurance. Endurance is fourth 
quarter faith, endurance. Endurance is overtime faith. It is endurance. Endurance is faithfulness in the 12th round. It is faithfulness in the 15th round. Arms tired, I'm still faithful. Legs shaking, I'm still faithful. Body tired, I'm still faithful. Talking about me, I'm still faithful. Left me, I'm still faithful. Didn't get the position, I'm still faithful. Didn't get the raise, I'm still faithful. Negative doctor's report, I'm still faithful. Struggling in my income, I'm still faithful. Went through a divorce, I'm still faithful. Had a bad breakup, I'm still faithful. Endurance, it means I am planted. And I'm not going anywhere. Because watch this church family. To not be planted is punishment we give our future self. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said, Herbert? To not be planted is punishment we give our future self. If the future version of you can have a conversation with the current version of you, it would tell you we didn't wake up like this. No, you're going to need to pray just like that. You're going to need to fast just like that. You want to get here, right? You're going to need to believe just like that. Mm -hmm. That required a breakup just like that. That required fasting just like that. Not just on tomorrow, but each and every day of your life when the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time for you to fast. It's going to take all of that if you want to get here. To not be planted. It's punishment we give future self. Somebody say endurance. For all a great oak tree is, is once a little seed that knew how to stay put. All the great oak tree is, is a little seed that knew how to hold its ground. Can I get you to find at least two people around you and tell them, don't fold. Don't fold. If you don't know what that means, that is a millennial and Gen Z terminology, which means don't quit. Don't, don't fold. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you can receive the promise. Can I break this down a little more? Discipline is to plow the soil, a routine is what plants seeds in the soil. Consistency is what brings forth your harvest, but it's only endurance that makes you fruitful. One more time. Discipline is plowing the soil. Your routines are planting seeds in the soil. Consistency brings forth the harvest, but it's only endurance that truly makes us faithful because endurance and consistency are roommates. I'm talking to somebody. Endurance and consistency are roommates. You don't get one without the other. You're not going to get endurance without consistency, and you're not going to get consistency without endurance. Because what consistency is, if I was a note taker, I would write this down. Consistency is discipline on repeat. That's so good. Consistency, it is discipline on repeat. I woke up and prayed at 5 a.m. yesterday. 
I'm going to wake up and pray at 5 a.m. again on today, and then I'm going to do it again on tomorrow, and then I'm going to do it again on tomorrow, and then I'm going to do it again on tomorrow. I ate my meal prep on yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to eat my meal prep again on today, and I'm going to do it again on tomorrow, and then I'm going to do it again on tomorrow, and then I'm going to do it again on tomorrow. I fasted yesterday. And I'm going to fast again on today. And you know what? I'm going to do it again on tomorrow. And I'm going to do it again on tomorrow. I made a vow to my spouse spouse yesterday. And I'm going to keep that same vow on today. And I'm going to do it again on tomorrow. And I'm going to do it again on tomorrow. Consistency. And all endurance is, I told us this before, is the resolve to remain even after the desire to remain has left. Consistency and endurance are roommates. Endurance. Somebody say endurance. Endurance. It is the ability to withstand. Endurance. Because the strength of the tree is not revealed by the height of its branches, but rather it's revealed by the depths of its roots. Because deep roots don't fear wind. Good job. Deep roots don't fear wind. And the reason I'm doing this series and I'm preaching so passionately is because when you experience the wind of adversity, because you will, I want you to not blow over. When you experience the wind of loss, I don't want you to blow over. When you experience the whim of somebody talking about you, I don't want you to blow over because you have deep roots. You have been Planted. Planted. See, here's the thing about constantly having sermons that preach about sin. It causes for many people to be sin suppressors. God hates sin, but many of us, the reason we're still battling with it is because we hide it versus repenting from it, which means turning away, not remorse, because you can be snotting and crying and not repent. Turn away from it. But instead of us turning away, we hide it. And so what the church has done by default is we have created a lot of people who are masters of suppressing their sin. So you look holy as long as we didn't see you on a stripper pole last night. As long as you're not doing drive-bys and as long as you're not shooting people and you're faithful to your wife, you look like a whole Christian. And so what that has done, it has caused for people to look the part, but it overlooks you could be a weakling in the spirit. (laughs) We don't know your sins, so they're strong. But we don't know that you don't know how to handle any wind of adversity. You don't know how to handle when somebody claps back in the comment section. You don't know how to handle when somebody cuts you off on 45 or 290 or I-10. You don't know how to handle that. You don't know how to handle when somebody next door is popping and they start grabbing air. You don't know how to handle that. You don't know how to speak to your husband with respect. You don't know how to honor your wife with respect. But in church, though, we're masters of suppressing our sin that we can't tell that you can't handle no trial. You can't handle no storm. You can't handle the pandemic exposed it. It exposed that lukewarm faith won't keep you in a hellish season. 
And so everybody, ooh, I'm getting in trouble. And so a lot of preachers and pastors who weren't saying nothing anyway, in 2020, it got exposed. Do you have a word? Do you have a rhema? All the people who were serving and their Christianity was tied to how good God is by keeping you immune from trouble, it got exposed when you got laid off. It got exposed when somebody caught COVID. You, therefore, let me put me in it. We, therefore, must endure hardship. You have need of endurance so that after you do the will of God, you may receive the promise. Receive the promise. You know what the problem is? We want a Christianity that doesn't sweat. <laughs> we want a breakthrough that doesn't require sweat. We want relationships and marriages where we can sit back in a lazy boy and slurp on a pina colada. We want blessings where we don't have to sweat. I see comments all the time. Somebody give Pastor Flowers a towel. Why is he up there sweating like that? It's because I preach with everything I got. I give all of my passion to this. You tell me I could be in college, in the club where it smells like weed and black and mild, and I'm sweating all hard, talking about, ah, 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 I'm doing all of that. And now that I come to Christ, I won't go hard for Jesus. I'm strolling, giving everything I got. And then when I come to Jesus, I'm going to be timid. I preach every sermon like it's my last, because one day it will be. We want a Christianity where we don't sweat. I don't throw in the towel. I use this to wipe my sweat. If I can go hard in the club, if I can go hard in the world, ladies, I'm talking to you. If you can go hard and take your heels off and get ready to come on, come on. If you can do all of that. You can do all that. Talk that stuff now. Roll with it. You can do all that. But then when you come to church, you can't lift your hands. When you come to church, you can't give him praise. How much more should I give Jesus everything I have when I was lost and hell bound? Not knowing who I am, not knowing my purpose, going to hell and deceived by every counterfeit. Now I got the greater one that lives on the inside of me, and you think I'm going to be scared of some sweat? Y'all sit down, y'all rushing me. We want a Christianity where we don't sweat. We want a Christianity with a fan. Whew, this just came to me. Maybe this is why we have so many fans of Jesus <laughs> versus followers of Jesus. Because, you know, fans only cheer when you have a good season. But when you have an off season, when you have losing streaks, then they're not your team anymore. But followers of Jesus, even if we lose it, I'm still here. Even if I'm going through, I'm still here. Somebody shout endurance. endurance. No more quitting. No more quitting. 
No more quitting. Enough with quitting. See, see, please hear me. When we quit, you forfeit the promise. When we quit, we forfeit due season. When we quit, we forfeit walking into your this is why moment. See, please hear me. The reason is never given at the beginning. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever trial, whatever battle, whatever pain, the reason is never given at the beginning. The reason is given to those who endure. It wasn't given the reason, wasn't given to Ruth at the beginning to why Malon died. The reason is never given at the beginning. The reason why Joseph was being betrayed the way he was being betrayed, that wasn't given to him at the beginning. It wasn't until later he could say, oh, well, you meant for evil. God meant it for good. The why is never given while you're in it. The why is never given at the beginning. I'm trying to help somebody who's been asking God why. It will be discovered once you endure. Even the disciples, they didn't understand why he got beaten, crucified like that until he got up and told them this is the scripture. They were all talking about me. It won't make sense while you're in it or at the beginning, but when you endure, when you endure, that's where the revelation comes. September the 3rd of 1987, Henry Dempsey and his co-pilot Paul created aviation history. They were leaving from Lewiston and going to Boston. They're on this little small plane. Nobody was on board the plane. And so the pilot, Henry Dempsey, started to hear this noise in the back of the plane. He says, okay, Paul, take over. I'm going to go see what the noise is. And he notices a little crack in the door. And then they hit a pocket of turbulence. He falls on the door and gets sucks out the plane. True story. You can research it. Paul doesn't know what's going on at first. He looks over his shoulder and sees, oh, my God, the door is open. Okay, Coast Guard, y'all need to send helicopters or something. Our pilot, Henry, just got sucked out the plane. And so he makes a U-turn and has an emergency landing in Portland. As he has this emergency landing, he lands the plane. As he lands it, he runs to get off, and to his surprise, Henry is holding on the door and a cable. This is a true story. Could, could y'all imagine? I want y'all to kind of like experience this. Imagine you're in a plane, and then you're just checking out to see some, what the noise is. Some of us wouldn't get up anyway. And as you're on this plane, you get sucked out. Now, the interview... Henry said he was yelling, help, help. But the wind was so loud, he couldn't even hear himself. And so at 4,000 feet, going 200 miles an hour, Henry Dempsey has a choice to hold on or to let go. Turbulence, he's holding on. Wind, he's holding on. All of the breeze in his face, holding on. He doesn't know if he's gonna make it or not. But he's holding on. He's not sure of the outcome. He's not sure if he's going to live. But he holds on. This is what endurance looks like. The ability to hold on. Feel like God doesn't hear your prayers? 
wind of adversity all around you. I can't even see the fruit of my labor. I'm right in the middle of this turbulence. I'm right in the middle of this storm. Can anybody hear my silent scream? Now stop it. Stop it. First responders had to tell Henry, you can let go. Research it. The only thing that was bleeding was his hand. He was holding on so tight. They said, sir, you can let go. He said, I can't move. They literally had to pry his hands off the door. And then the news reporters who saw the plane come in said his face was 12 inches away from the tarmac. He had to use all of his strength. So when he woke up that day, he had no idea that he would be flying in a plane upside down. He had to use his strength to lift his face up so that as he was trusting his co-pilot, Paul, he wouldn't be dis- decapitated while he land on the tarmac. This is what endurance looks like when everything else says you should let go, but you tell the people, I can't let go. I can't let go. I refuse to let go. He's been too faithful. I refuse to let go. He's been too good. I refuse to let go. I trust him. I don't know if Paul's going to land the plane safely, but right now my obligation is to hold on. I don't know if I'm going to survive, but I know I need to hold on. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I know I need to hold on. And Henry Dempsey would tell us on this afternoon, I wasn't holding on to try to endure. I was holding on to try to survive. My life was on the line. And I tell us prophetically, some of us, your life is tied to your ability to endure. Talk Holy Spirit. Your life outcome is determined by how strong is your ability to stay put. You have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive. This is it, church. You may receive. See, I don't want to go through and never know why. I don't want to go through and never receive. It's saying you will receive, but you have to endure in what? Not your will, but the will of God. Let's speak around this thought from this subject for just a few moments. Stay right there. Stay right there. You want for 2023 to be your most fruitful year in the spirit? How is your endurance ability look like? Somebody shout endure. Endure. It is the ability. Ooh, let me go ahead and talk about this. For all of my runners, all, and I'm not talking about for cardio. I'm talking about for all the people in the house, ooh, it's getting thick because I know it's in here. In the house and watching online, when it gets hard, you run. When somebody holds you accountable, you run. When somebody corrects you, you run. When you don't want to deal with adversity, you run. When you don't want to have the hard, uncomfortable conversations, you run. You even do it in your marriage. Walk out the house and run. I don't want to sit down and talk about what irritated her or irritated him. I run. For all of my runners, people who are forever running from but never running to, let, let, me, let me talk to you for a minute. I'm talking about those, you run everything. Always running your mouth and keep on running on fumes and 
you keep on with women running game and you're always running late and every red light you run it you're probably sniffing right now have a runny nose all of the runners in the room she's a runner she's a track star <laughs> you got to be relevant y'all you have to all of the runners in the room if David would have ran from Goliath versus running to Goliath he never would have made his public announcement a new king is coming I wonder what promotion you're running from what promotion are you running from spiritual intelligence doesn't happen in comfort zones your breakthrough is not going to happen in comfort zones. God is saying, I want to do a new thing. I've been ready to do a new thing. I want to take you to realm, to realm in 2023. But will you allow me to stretch you? And don't run from it. I'm not unfamiliar to stretching. I stretched out the heavens like a curtain. Stretching is not unfamiliar to me. I stretched out my hands and told the winds and waves to be quiet, and they obeyed. Stretching is not unfamiliar to me. I told the man who had leprosy, stretch out your hand, and I healed it. Stretching is not unfamiliar to me. To the prodigal son, I had my arms stretched open as I was running to him. Stretching is not unfamiliar to me. In fact, I stretched out my arms on a rugged cross so that I could be your redeemer. Stretching is not foreign to me. Can I stretch you or will you run? Stay right there. Let's all say th this, this confession together. And online, would you put this in the room in all caps? Can I get us to say, Father, give me the tenacity, the boldness, and strength to endure. You don't make quitters. Father, give me the tenacity. Let me get y'all flex. Say tenacity. The boldness. And the strength to endure because you don't make quitters. You don't make quitters. Your heavenly father saw it through. He went all the way. Even the moment when he was like, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. But he's modeling to us, if I have to go all the way and sacrifice my will for yours, so be it. Going all the way. This, this sermon series that we are currently in. I firmly believe will be one of the most vital and essential spiritual deposits that you give yourself for the 2023 calendar year. This series has been constructed by the Holy Spirit to get us to be fruitful, to get us to see results. Because I don't care how saved you proclaim to be. I don't care if you grew up in children's church, you went to vacation Bible school at six months old, you and Jesus had lunch and breakfast yesterday. I don't care if you had a praying grandmother. <laughs> frustration, hear me. Frustration is imminent when you keep getting no results. Do I have any honest people in the house? Anybody real enough? Frustration. It's this, I'm concerned as a pastor because I've seen pioneers, people I've looked up to, leave the faith. And I, I got stronger in my faith. 
listening to you. I've seen great leaders turn away and say, I don't believe in Jesus. I, I don't believe in all of that. This is how we have atheists and agnostics. That Jesus stuff doesn't work because frustration is imminent when I keep on getting no results. It's one thing for you to quote, I'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. It's one thing for you to quote that you will come out without smelling like smoke. Oh, but it's another thing when your friends leave you, family disowns you, day one stab you in the back, and right there in the fiery furnace, you actually discover him as the fourth man in the fire with you. I used to quote it, but now I know it. Am I preaching? I used to quote it. But now I know it. I know what it's like to be in the fire and then come out without smelling like smoke. I'm not just saying that because that's some old school biblical colloquialism. I'm saying it because I experienced it. See, this is the problem. Everybody wants your shine, Warren, but nobody wants to go through the fire that you had to go through to get it. That part. Like, this is the place, the fiery furnace, that's where my worship got hot. The fiery furnace, that's where my preach got hot. I grew from that. I don't want to just quote it. I want to experience it. And I was trying to get us to understand last week, okay? All right now, uh, while you're listening to all of this, all of these Facebook lives and YouTube lies, somebody caught that. Everybody got a word while you're super motivated, talking about my winning season, while you're doing all that. Your year is going to look exactly like 2022 did if you don't take awareness of your routines. And so I tried to show us the problem or the power is in the routine. A changed life happens by the power of the Holy Spirit and by changing something that we do every day and repeating again, repeating again on tomorrow. Because nothing changes if nothing changes. We're either growing from what we do every day repeatedly or we're stuck because of what we're doing every day repeatedly. I tried to get us to look at Jesus' life and see, okay, all right, Jesus himself had a routine. And what God wanted me to tell us this afternoon is some of us, your problem is you don't have any endurance with your routine. Don't stick with it. You work out two weeks talking about, man, where's that? Where's that? I'm out here sweating, where's that? There's no endurance with your routine. And the Bible has a lot to say about this. I want to give you some scriptures. James chapter 1, verse 12, it says, God blesses those who patiently endure. I could just stop right there. <laughs> God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, everybody say afterward. Shout it one more time, afterward. afterward. Okay, not before, but afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Be immovable. Somebody shout, plant it. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing 
that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm not talking about the labor that you do. I'm talking about the labor that you do for the king. I need you to know it's not in vain. Endurance. And this is the culmination. It all comes home. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. It says, we can rejoice too. When do we rejoice? When we run into problems. <laughs> Y'all didn't even know that was in the Bible, huh? When do you rejoice? When you run into problems. When we run into problems and trials, like my sister said, because we know that they help us develop, uh-oh, what's that word? Oh, this is problematic. I wonder who's been praying for God to take away your problems. I wonder who's been saying, God, stop this. God, take it away. And the text is showing us we rejoice when we go through problems because we know it makes us get some faith muscle. Makes us get buff in the spirit. Tanisha, you hear the three claps? It makes us grow. <laughs> we don't like that part. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Somebody shout endurance. <clears throat> endurance. Certain translations say perseverance. All perseverance is, is the hard work you do after the hard work you've already done. <laughs> Did y'all hear me? That's all perseverance is. It's the hard work you do after the hard work you've already done. Perseverance is to have faith continuously after you already have faith over that. Endure. 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 I'm trying to help somebody. This afternoon, I'm trying. A lot of us don't even recognize God is using the very thing that you're labeling as hard. See, what makes you think just because it's hard, God isn't using it? God, get me out this situation. No, I'm trying to get something out of you. Just because it's hard doesn't mean that God isn't using it. Can I put my foot on the gas a little more? The side effect of being sold out is hardship. This is why a lot of people are lukewarm. Because the side effect of being sold out is hardship. So you hear all this, you're like, okay, all right, I need to get planted. I understand that. I need endurance, but how? I'm glad you asked. I hate sermons that tell you what you need, but don't tell you how to get it. How, let, let, let's put this chart on the screen. I, I want just to see how endurance works, okay? I made a chart for you that I want to give you. You can take your pictures. It'll be back on YouTube after the service. So um, th this particular chart, I want to show us how it works, okay? First, if you want to start your endurance training, it starts in seed form of you being planted. That's how it starts. How do I get my faith some muscle? I have to be planted. Have to be planted in church. Say that again. I have to be planted in church. 
I'm going to come to discipleship, and then I'm going to come to service on Sunday. I have to be planted because you just said I want to know how to get endurance. First thing, it happens in seed form. You have to get planted. Now, watch this. This is how the devil lies to us right there because being buried and being planted look just alike. Just alike. Okay? But this is where it starts. You first start with being planted. Shout planted. After you're planted, the next thing, you have to have some roots. This is discipleship. This is community. This is going to help us stop watching the porn. This is going to help us stop using marijuana to get high when you serve the most high. This is what's going to stop us. Y'all don't want to talk to me. This is what's going to stop us from cursing people out. This is what's going to help us have self-government. We're going to get rooted. And guess what? After you're rooted, then you got to get tested. Because you really don't know how strong you are until you go through the wind of a hurricane. You really don't know how deep your roots are. But remember, Paul told us, we don't trip when we go through storms. We rejoice. Because I need it for me to grow. And then after you endure that adversity, then you have fruit. Problem is, we want fruit. But we don't want to be planted. We want fruit, but we don't want to get some roots. We want fruit, but we don't want to be tested. Let me put it in more of a way we, where we can memorize it. I have to first be planted so then I can have the roots of stability that bring forth me enduring the wind of adversity so that I could experience the fruit of my resiliency. One more time. I need to drop an album. I need to. I'm planted because I need the roots of stability, which cause for me to have endurance for the winds of adversity so that I could experience the fruit for my resiliency. One endurance training, this is how it starts. Getting planted getting rooted, then after getting rooted, you got to get tested. I'm telling you now, everybody who says they're going to fast, you're going to get tested this week. They never bring donuts to the office. Watch them. Watch them. Watch them. You're going to smell every restaurant on 19. Watch them. <laughs> it ain't that bad. It's nothing wrong with that. They're going to bring tamales. They're going to bring tacos on Taco 2. They'll never bring taco. Watch. <laughs> you will be tested. So Jesus says something that's problematic. I'm going to give you five points and we're done. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, he's having this conversation with Simon. And he tells him, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. I prayed that you'll endure. I, I prayed that you'll stay put so that when you have returned to me, you can strengthen your brothers. The reason this is so problematic for me is because if I was Simon and Jesus says, Satan has asked for you to sift you, I'm like, what'd you tell him, bro? Anybody? You said no, right? <laughs> you know, I've been walking with you, you know. <laughs> I'm your boy, you know. He says, no. I prayed for you. I'm like, that's great, Lord. 
I know that prayer worketh. I understand. But I need you to stop this bad boy. He says, no, I, I prayed for you so that your faith would not fail. Because Jesus is so brilliant. Put the, put the chart back on the screen, Carl. Jesus is so brilliant because he knows the word sift means to shake and to rattle. Okay? So he knows, all right, you've been rooted. Now it's time for you to get tested. Now, anytime harvesters sift wheat, they shake it. They rattle it. Why? Because I want the chaff to fall off. They would even throw the wheat up in the air so that the wind. This is so good, y'all. I love when the Bible connects. So that the wind would blow away the chaff. There are certain things on this wheat we don't want there. So we sift it. So Jesus is really saying, I'm so cold, I'm going to have the devil do my work. <laughs> I want your petty to leave. So it's going to leave through that sifting. I want the arrogance to leave. It's going to leave through that sifting. Why would I stop what's going to help you have character? I'm going to pray for you because this is going to be the place where you get character. This is going to be the place where you grow. Why would I stop it, Simon? Why would I Stop it. It is the hardships, the hardship that positions us. It is the hardship that positions us to grow. So I want to give you four points, and I'm out your way. Four points, and I'm out your way. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So it's your tracking information. I know a harvest is coming because his word told me so. Harvest is expected when the resolve to remain is constant. Point number two, endurance shows you what's on the other side. What's on the other side. Like you'll never know What's on the other side of these seeds if it's never planted? This is so good, y'all. You'll always look just like this, a seed. And one of the worst things you could ever do is be a Christian that never transitions from seed to fruit. You're telling me you're going to live your whole Christian life looking like seeds? Looking like potential? You'll never know what that can be if it doesn't become planted. You'll never know that that was an apple seed if it doesn't become planted. You'll never know that that was an oak seed if it doesn't become planted. Endurance shows you what is on the other side. And point number three, endurance makes you strong enough for breakthrough. It makes you strong enough for breakthrough. I have to endure the adversity to get the strength so that I'll be able to transition into fruit bearing. Don't go through hardships though due to choices. See, there's a difference. Did a whole series on it last year, Destiny Decisions. Go back and binge it. Your hardship should be due to your faithfulness, not due to your decisions. And last point, the one that should encourage us all, it's not punishment, it's development. 
It's not punishment. It's development. We can rejoice when we run into trials. Why? Because it's not punishment. It's development. God doesn't want weaklings in the spirit. I want you to be planted so that you can get roots and you're going to get tested. Why are we preaching a Christianity that makes us immune from trouble? The apostles would laugh at us. I already know I ain't never coming back to this church. I had to stand in the back. The apostles like, bro, I got beat up. I got beheaded. They beat me. Talk about church trauma. They beat me in front of the church and told me not to preach in Jesus' name. And I ran out talking about, we suffer for Christ. That's what's up. In a whole generation, I ain't never going to church. Too much church trauma. The, the, the apostles were like, what? You, you got AC and, and pews that you can sit on. You have every scroll that you can grow, go through. And you have people around you who smell good. And we experience all type of stuff. In prison, locked up, changed. When we have to boo-boo, nobody lets us go. Seriously, our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world will laugh at our Christianity. We want a Christianity that doesn't sweat. Which is why we have so many fans. And as soon as you hit a losing streak, I don't wear that jersey no more. And I want to encourage you, everybody, whatever resolve, resolution, whatever you want to call it that you made, it's only going to happen. If you plant it, because fruit is reserved for the planted. Can I get us to just lift our hands all over the sanctuary, all over the building? Father, this is the sign. You don't have to repeat that to me. I'm just praying for us. Father, this is the sign that we surrender. We've been the driver of our lives for too long, and we've been blaming you for every wrong street. Help us, God, that if we experience bumpy, bumpy roads, let it be because you're taking us this way versus our decisions. And God, we're begging you right now. Let this be the year of massive fruit because we're planted. Hard will be planted. Difficult will be planted. It's not going to be easy. And when it gets hard, help us to be reminded of what the writer of Hebrews said. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Give us the strength and the tenacity to not fold because you don't make quitters. In Jesus' name we pray. If this word blessed you, would you give God some praise in the house?